Well, fellas, back again. Mike, please don't ever sing on Tree Hill again. It's been in my head oh, for two weeks. Thank you. Good. I, I do not. I, will not. <laughs> I can't tempt you with this. Please, please don't tempt me with this. If something else comes I'm up good. tonight, I'm fine. All right, all right. That's the girl that used to kill. That's the we, WVU needs somebody like Lucas to come start hitting some threes. But that being said, in prime tournament position. In prime tournament position. Um, Mike, hey, the TV show got a little more interesting Monday night, didn't it? It sure did. It always is. When is the Mountaineer TV reality show not interesting? This one was a grinder. I mean, we, we me and CJ the other night talked about it. Instant reaction. The one word used, grit. It was a gritty, gutty win. A blueprint, kind of the the DNA of West Virginia basketball all over it. I mean, you think about the injuries that occurred during the game. You were down to essentially no big men. Emmett playing the five. Find a way to win on the road. By the way, Iowa State, Caleb Grill, off the squad. Guy averaged 10 points a game, and he's no longer with Iowa State. Uh, I hope everything's all right for him, but um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's weird the way they worded it, like team expectations or – yeah, it's just – there. I think there's something there. It was really weird, especially yeah. at this point in the year. He's a he's a cog for him. I mean, he makes shots, you know. So very very uh, peculiar, to say the least. Um, but we're not here to necessarily take a take a deep dive back <clears throat> on Monday night. But Mike, we have you have, didn't really get to give your your opinion on where this leaves us for the tournament. Me and CJ feel pretty good. We want to get another one. How do you feel after Monday night in terms of the tournament status? A little bit of an exhale. So Bob Huggins from the jump has gone for a, an approach that I admire, that I've used in a lot of arguments, which is, you know what, we're on the ropes. We got this. We did it. We did enough. He proclaimed that at Kansas. But to me at that point, 16 and 13, I see where he was coming from, but you, you needed one more because you could still lose out and go 500. Mm-hmm. At that point, that's not a tournament team in my mind. So you needed one more. You're 17 and 15, 17 and 14. Michigan got in last year. So if West Virginia drops two to close the season, 17 and 15 in my mind in this league with the pieces that West Virginia have has is better than that Michigan squad. So if the committee is going to be consistent whatsoever, WVU in, in my opinion, based off that. Okay. Hey, I, I love hearing it. I kind of believe and, and feel the same as you, Mike, but we want to get one more. I mean, yeah, the opportunity that the opportunity that presents itself Saturday is definitely one that uh, is is unique and in a big time spot for us to, to get a big big quad quad one win again here against K State. You know, Jerome Tang has those guys playing well. Uh, we saw him. You know, we book in the season in the Big Twelve with him. Start off in Manhattan, New Year's Eve, game one of the Big 12 year. We're going to close it out senior night, March the 4th, 
against uh, K-State in the Coliseum. So Absolutely an overtime game that WVU blew. Uh, it's about stopping Noel and Keontae Smith. They, they, they're Keontae Johnson, Smith, Johnson, Johnson. And Keontae <laughs> Johnson. Yeah, Keontae Johnson. That, the other, that, the other Keontae's at Baylor. Yeah. I made that mistake the other one... night too, Mike. It, it's understandable. It's tough. ton of Keontae's. <laughs> they really are. They're all good. That's the other thing. Like, need, need to be able to kind of um, make it difficult on Keontae uh, Johnson to score. Um, you know, because if he, he goes off, that's definitely going to hurt us. Uh, you, you know, the reality of it is the way we grinded in that game in Manhattan, it came back and found a way to get it to OT when Key made the big three. When they weren't able to get enough buckets in OT, the officiating in that game, um, if we remember correctly, going back to that time, we, we were not thrilled with it. Uh, the T that they caught on Stevenson that got him the, essentially the two free throws on the foul and another two for a for a flagrant. We didn't no one was thrilled with that. Kind of turned some momentum, uh, and we also just did not play well in the second half. There, they got really really stingy on the defensive end. But but still, I, I, we're much better squad now than we were then. I mean, James Conquo, the way he's come on, uh, Joe Toussaint, the way he's kind of starting to take a little more of a leadership role offensively at times for us. Stevenson, he, I think he was still finding himself. And let's be real, you had a 10-day layoff heading in to that game, and the game before that was Stony Brook. And uh, no one was thrilled with that effort for sure, so – I think we're much more primed to play the uh, the Purple Cats this time than we were back at the beginning of the, the new year. Yeah, because I, I, I agree with you, because this team is definitely definitely different than I think what the this team looked like on the first go-around, um, especially with the Conco's play and everybody else. I, I, the one thing that continues to worry me right now is just the depth on the front line with Wagi's injury, because uh, you're real slim there, and now a Quanco in the ankle. <sighs> you're going to need that Saturday against Kansas State. I, I think this team is better than what they were then, when relatively healthy. I think those two injuries could could be interesting. Instead of saying any doctor's going to rule him out. The extra amount of time might help that injury. I, I like I like James. He's a big physical force down there. He's gonna he's gonna have to add to his game if he's gonna want to get more minutes over the course of his career. Um, need more offensively because once you show something, you gotta level up. Uh, we know he can throw balls six rows into the stands. We know what he can do boxing out, and we'll take it. But I want to see him get a little bit more offensive. Uh, touch around the bucket, and I want to see Bob Huggins play him more. I mean, hopefully he's healthy Saturday, and we can see that. That's for sure, Mike. Uh, yeah, and and I want to see Huggs play him more too. But I think Mike, I think you're right. I think the hard part is is because his offensive game right now is very limited. I, I think that makes it tough to have him in there because essentially then you've only got four guys you have to worry about potential scorers. Um, but I think that's something he's really got to focus in on the offseason is, is developing some kind of low post game uh, if he really wants to see big minutes. Well, and, you know, I see guys, I think you guys are both right when you say that. 
but I don't think there's any reason that we shouldn't believe that that's going to continue to happen because you think about what he's been doing here of late, getting a little more comfortable with his back to the basket, and he's still so raw. And, and we have to remember that, you know, when it comes to Conquo. So <clears throat> I'm interested to see him hopefully get healthy and continue to kind of progress like he has this season. Uh, I think a guy we need to see a lot of, out of Saturday, um, especially after what we after, after what we saw Monday, is Trey Mitchell. I mean, goose egg Monday night in Hilton, but he had the game of his life against Kansas. You know, it would be really, really big for him to have a big game for us in the Coliseum Saturday. I like what he gives us as far as kind of a high post stretch for – um, but he's just so soft at times, and I, I don't like going after college kids like that. I've been more impressed with Emmett Matthews consistently the second half of conference play. Matthews defensively is my key. We need 12 points from him. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't like going after him. You know, and, and I, I had mentioned this, you know, after the game when Blaine and I were talking and, you know, he, he's, he's not real strong with the ball, you know, yards are constantly popping it out of his hands and it, it just leads to the, to the kind of the soft label. Um, but I think he does need to play well Saturday. I think a rebound, big rebound game for him is needed. Um, love what, what I've seen out of Emmett, you know, really for what the last month or so. We know um, Emmett's going to play Saturday. I mean, that's a big, big game for Emmett Matthews. That's maybe, why he came back, you know? So we could see a big-time game from Emmett. Soft as it pertains to Trey might be a little bit harsh. It's just a finesse skill set. So when he's not hitting shots, he doesn't really affect the game. Agreed, Mike. Agreed. And and you know what else, too? It's because it's kind of that more kind of skilled and more offensive-minded skill set from him. Then you see a kind of a play, of like what happens in the ejection, and you get that label even more, right? And that's right. that's unfortunate. Um, you know, it, and you guys are both right. I think Emmett and Trey playing well would be huge factors for us. I think we need to have at least one guard, you know, having a pretty good game. Uh, Keedy and Toussaint, you know, both playing good on ball defense against the K State guards because they're they're very tough as well comes down to making shots if Stevenson makes shots and the way he can on the Saturday afternoon in that building that could be the key to the game you make shots they like hug says you know we made shots we didn't make shots <laughs> I love we do make shots I, I got that when he told me that in person I was like that's that's quotable I played that 17 times and imitated it every single time I just he, two or three times a season he'll say some stuff that I can imitate. It's not everything, but it's like certain tendencies. So, so Mike, what, what do we need to do in the words of Coach Hugs Saturday against Kansas State? Give us a little little breakdown here. You know, we're Coach Hugs. What, what do we need? Uh, what's the big key here Saturday? What What do we need to do uh, in my best Caridi impersonation there? We need to make rotations. We need to make of course, shots. of course. We got to guard the role guy. We have to embrace the game. If you say you love 
the game. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, 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 <clears throat> I'm going to be in there, man. I'm going to try to get some more content. Get, try this, to get, you don't have to pray. <clears throat> There, there, there's one more you needed to throw in there. Which we, we got, we, we got to stay in front of guys. Which one? <clears throat> we, 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 we got to stay in front of guys. We can't let guys just drive straight <laughs> to the hole. Got to stay in front. Yeah, he says that a lot. <laughs> he does. He does. We, we because say, out, because, so because truthfully, we out because truthfully, because the truth is, is outside of Keedy, I don't think there's a whole lot of staying in front of guys sometimes. Was 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 gonna say one other quote there from uh you might have heard Hug say there, <laughs> and it's that's why they came here, Tony. That's why they came here. <laughs> <laughs> Fourteen thousand, you know, and I think the crowd will have a huge effect uh, in this basketball game Saturday afternoon. It's it's gonna be bonkers. Um... Top row, I'll see you there. Right, I want to be right next to Jerry West up there on the top row. <laughs> it's Mike. Be- I, I absolutely love. Did you send me? I, I love your your style of one to be. You're in the press room, but yet would rather not sit on the press row. I, a man of the people, right there. That's what all, we're talking about. Always, a hundred percent of the time, you can't cheer for your team. You're not working. That's not a working press area. Those guys need our help. They're just typing on laptops. We'll catch up in the post-game press conference. I go to wherever I find an open seat, and I scream my head off. But it gets I me, love it. Gets me in the building for free, though. Hey, it's beautiful. You got to do what you got. That is a thing of beauty there, Mike. Hey, and so, you know, we're going to see a good Kansas State team on, on Saturday. Big 12 is full of good teams for this tournament. Who is your favorite? in terms of the Big 12 teams. And I, we kind of want to look outside the box of the Big 12 a little bit too because we get so kind of microed in on this conference and how I, good it is this year. Why don't like, just, there are other teams, though. Are there? Just Let's just X the rest of the freaking bracket. We might let in Alabama, and then it's just Big 12 tournaments to dance. I'll say this, though, Mike. I do like Alabama. I Al- do like Alabama. They're tough. They're tough. They seem to find a way to score – um, I do like Purdue. They got some, uh, yeah, Purdue. Purdue has <clears throat> a massive person, but they've tailed off. They 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 haven't played as well as they did. Or they have young guards. Yeah, they expected. they they. Yeah, I just and I just I don't know if that the the style in which they want to play really does you a ton <clears throat> in the tournament. I mean, because <clears throat> if you if you end up I think they're a team that if you can speed them up and make them play at a at a quicker pace, I'm not so sure that suits them and that, that could spell a long day for them, I would think. One hundred percent. And if you have a player that's long and athletic enough and West Virginia just didn't have the size to deal with them. But if you can make Zach Eady uncomfortable, he's not shiftiest big and he can't really step out. He is stoppable. And that's their bread and butter. I'll give you this, Mike, on that. But there's not, nobody who can can hang with that guy down low has the ability to really his a he, have either the size at the at seven four wingspan or the or the body, you know, to be able to do it. Jimmy did okay. I mean, we kind of played him all a tough tough game if you think about it. 
We just, we, the four points. We I could mean, we couldn't get to the right hook. You just can't let him catch it in his spot, which is a tough ass because he's absolutely gigantic and clears yeah. that half the lane. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, if you watch IU for a majority of that game, they were comfortable. He wasn't getting to his sure. spot, doing what he liked to do consistently. Yeah. So you know, it, it it it's he's he's got holes in his game just because he is not very mobile and he's not facing up, stepping out, knocking down jumpers. That's true. He's he's definitely not, not knocking down those. 14-footers, that's for not sure. That he, not that he needs to. Purdue's an elite team that could easily win the Big Ten tournament and make it to the Final Four. I just don't think they're going to win the Natty. I, I kind of agree with you. I can't put him down on the championship line. I don't think – CJ, what do you think about Bama? I mean, because I think me and Mike – could you put Bama down on the championship line, Mike? I, I don't know if I'm there yet either. I don't. I agree. I agree. What about you, CJ? Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm quite there with them now. I will say I love like I mean they are long and they're athletic. Um, I just and they can find ways to score here and there. I just I don't know because while they what they've done is impressive and they look good at the same time i'm not really sure who who would you say is probably their best win like i'm not really sure they've played i mean all that big of a schedule like and i feel like that matters like because i because i'm because you put them on the country though i mean like like i I look at it this way like if i put them on the floor because they won the sec regular season championship if you put them on the floor with say kansas who want to share the big 12 to me, Kansas is better. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, we're not okay. So, so is your national champion coming out of out of the Big Twelve? <sighs> see, because I'm just not a hundred percent sure that I think that's going to happen. See, I'm not I sure just, either because I think a lot of it's going to depend on how the bracket gets seated and what it looks like. Yeah. But you know, I, I really do like this Kansas team. They can score. They're really good defensively. <laughs> Especially if Dewan Harris plays like he did, you know, Saturday against West Virginia. Like if they're getting that kind of contribution out of him, man, they're going to be really tough to beat. But I don't know. I think maybe the grind of the Big Twelve probably ends up showing itself at some point in the tournament. I just don't know if I'm. I but I just don't know if I'm there with Alabama. Like I said, I like their length defensively and that kind of thing. I just I don't know how yeah. to go with a team. That hasn't really yeah, been yeah, a yeah. lot it's of tough March Madness in and out caliber game. so, games. So you're, I mean, so I guess the question is: is like, will will the will the are any teams? Yeah, will the Natty be out of the Big Twelve? Are any are, yeah. is anybody playing that many tough tough teams other than the Big Twelve right now at this point in time? Because so if it's so, not the Big Twelve, is the SEC not the second or third best league anyway? Right. So like we have to we have to kind of view it that way too. I mean, Bama has played. Kentucky, they've played Auburn, you know, they've they've played some people. It's not like they haven't played anybody. So tough conference closer at I believe ODU, but let's not sleep on the Sun Belt herd right there. Um but hey, I think the Mike? Big Twelves are, are they gonna keep me. making sixty foot shots? Dominant. What? Talking about hand logging? Micah. I don't know what CJ's talking about. That Arizona State shot was crazy. That was. They are the last team in, by the way, Arizona State. 
Hey, we'll, saying, we'll, like get, we'll get to the herd here a little bit later, Mike. We do want to talk about this. I've been, I've been keeping up. I know a little bit about what's going on. Unrelated, yeah. but you never know. It's March Madness. Absolutely anything can happen. Oh, it is. And so, but, I mean, I, I think we're all kind of we're, we're kind of arguing Bama, as whether they're elite. We, we all kind of are not sure about Purdue. So, like, you know, Kansas State technically is a two-seed, and we feel pretty good about beating them in the Coliseum. Like, I just look at it and say every team – in this bracket, like Tennessee, do you think they're winning at all? No, I don't think they can score. I know CJ, you were railing against Baylor and their ability to defend. They're a two seed. Baylor's is a one. Yeah, I like but, UCLA, by the way. I'll yeah, say that right if, now. If you want more evidence and proof that Baylor can't defend, go watch the second half against against Kansas at the Fog. Have you watched basketball in the last century, CJ? It doesn't matter. You don't have to play defense anymore. No, but you got to be able to play some resilience of it. And, like, I mean, literally Kansas got whatever they wanted in that second half at Fieldhouse, and, like, it just continued to show what I've said, which is Baylor's really good. They're elite offensively. I just don't know if they can get stops in critical moments when they've got to absolutely have them. And that, to me, is going to be the difference in the tournament. Can you come up with this stop when you absolutely have to have it? And I don't trust Baylor to do that. I like Flagler, Cryer, and George. Those are like professional caliber players right yep. now. I, I think that combination, they, they get hot. And if they get they hot, can win it all. Um, that team could absolutely win it all. Um, I mean, you never know. You have those hard-nosed scenarios. You're right. It's it's a big part of March Madness. You got to bow your neck, but uh, I Baylor's dangerous just because Keontae George is different. You know, he's he's a guy that we're probably going to be watching on Sports Center just about every night in the NBA. And the other guys, you, you, we saw Cryer get hot mm-hmm. just a little bit. Let me ask you guys about a team that I don't think any of us have brought up yet, and I just want to know what your guys' opinion is. The Houston Cougars. Hmm. I'll let you take it first, Mike. The Houston Cougars, you know, I mean, obviously you hear that word and it conjures up images of the mullet that's awaiting on the football field <laughs> on the ball. Um, so Houston stirs up a lot for me. Um, that's a team that's experienced, seasoned. They've done it before. Yeah. And they're they're playing well. I I, I they're right there in the mix. Um, good, good guard play, yeah. good guard play for sure. Very physical, very tough defensively. TJ, I, man, they're going to be on the one line, but do I see them winning six games and winning the national championship? No, I don't, because I feel like it's sort of we you know, and I'll be I'll be an equal opportunity hater on this. We've always railed on Gonzaga <laughs> cool, for this. So I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think Houston's played a quality schedule this year, and I don't think they're going to win six games in March to win this thing. I just don't. See, I don't see, think they're as I, good as they have been either. I just don't. Yeah, see, and, and I'm with you, I think. But the one thing that kind of makes me kind of come back to them a little bit is in the tournament, it always seems to be 
very like if you can get really good guard play and you're experienced, you've got a really good shot, and they they have that. I mean, they've got fantastic guard play. They're good defensively, a lot of experience. But I'm with you. Like it, it's that Gonzaga thing. It's like okay, well, you beat up on a bunch of nobodies now. Now you're going to be playing 68 of quote unquote the best. Can you put six in a row? They're they're intriguing, and to me, I think it's going to end up really region and matchup. You know, kind of what it looks like for them. But you know, like I said, it is. I think last week at one point, I think they were the odds-on favorite. Hey, are we winning at Houston on the football? Tell me in one sentence. Answer and why? One sentence. Absolutely, Mike. We will be winning at Houston this year because I don't think Houston's near where they need to be. Uh, coming into this league, I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to say because Dana does something that's Dana like, and they lose. I'm going to say no because Dana is drawing up plays right now, and he's going to pitch past our ass, and we're not going <laughs> to for it. <laughs> uh, I love how you use pitch pass that's and weird. then rhymed it with the next word too. Yeah, that, was that wasn't even on. I it, Mike. It, it was. That was good. That was good. <laughs> hey, by the way, we will hit the football schedule here at the back end of the program too. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm kind of excited about that. Good so, pump. Mike, I I want to name one other team that now still in the state of Texas. By the way, Longhorns. Okay. Do we think that's a national championship team? My only concern for them is not on the floor. It's a coach. Yep. Rodney Terry, interim coach, not been in the not been the man the main man calling all the shots, drawing up all the X's and O's plays on the sidelines in the in the tournament, you know, doesn't have that experience in March. To expect him to win six games seems pretty pretty tough. I'm out on Texas winning it all, but I do think they make a deep run for sure. He's done a good enough job. He's got them up there on the one-two line, so I, you can't criticize too much of what. Uh, not criticizing, like I, yeah, in, no, in, yeah, like, I deserves the job, honestly. I mean, but but do you? Th- I mean, I I don't know if if that's gonna have a huge impact in March. I guess it's something you you could think about. Is do, are you worried about Joe Mazzola? Different level. No, but no, I, I, I'm not. But I just well, okay. I mean, I just feel like it's tough to do it your first time. And yeah, you're always I, gonna have it something that you didn't maybe maybe a decision you should have made or, you know, didn't do something exactly how you wanted to, maybe should have fouled here. I don't know. Maybe should have put put a guy back in with three. Just saying. I don't know. Yeah, I Blaine, I see where you're coming from because I kind of agree with you is you know, late key moment situations, but I mean he's kind of been in it in the Big Twelve. And then every time I tell myself it, it's going to be that. I, I I end up thinking back to UConn and, and Kevin Ali. Like at one point, the guy was ten and zero in the NCAA tournament. Like it, had never done it before. Granted, he had played, but you know. So I keep coming back, going, "Well, it didn't hurt him. Maybe may, maybe Terry finds a way to you know maneuver through the minefield that is the tournament." Yeah, that, that's a great coach. Ali was a great coach. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, great, great coaches, another Big 12 squad. Um, in, in, kind of, in kind of a team that, in my mind, is a little bit underrated in this whole thing, still 
as much as we hate them, Jamie Dixon and TCU, and I think they're a team that might go on a run this year. Yeah, I was going to mention them. Um, I mean, because they've got depth, they've got size, and then just Mike Miles can just take over games in a blink of an eye. I mean, he he's a walking 10-12-0 run on him, uh, by himself. Like, and let me just give you an example of TCU bracket right now, right? Like, they play a Bradley squad, not expecting to win. Xavier, tough game, but they could win it, right, easily. Houston, they can win. Boom, TCU's in the Elite Eight pretty easily. Like, you can see that for them. They have that explosiveness. Dixon's been through the wars. And, and Miles, you know, they didn't have him for a while. Now he's back. I think that's a huge kind of bolster and boost to that confidence of that team. They know they can beat anybody, anytime, anywhere. What they did to Kansas this year. I think TCU's going to make go on a run this year in March. Was that just – we were just like, where did that bracket come from? Was that just teams? Just a, yeah, just a little Joe Lenardi bracketology <laughs> dropped today. Just kind of, you know, it's that time of year, Mike. Gotcha. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, you know, I don't – look at possible matchups. I think TCU's beatable. Uh, we've seen them twice. West Virginia has. First time Jimmy Bell won the matchup down low with Kim – Kimpkin, Kimpkin, don't don't tell me, don't tell me. Oh, Lampkin. Eddie Lampkin. <laughs> Kimpkin, I like it, Kimpkin. And uh, and Jimmy Bell dominated him, and and I think the second time WV was hung over, forgot there was a basketball game. I, I have no idea There's what a freeze the... delay down there. All the students in the building. Yeah, dude, we played terrible, awful. So and and still then, I didn't, TCU really didn't even dominate. So I. They haven't blown me away. Okay, that's fair, Mike. That's fair. Like, if you stop their transition game, you can stop them. And the loss to them without Miles is a bad loss for us, honestly. But we still – it doesn't count as one because of, like, TCU being good and it was on the road. So, uh, fellas, we kind of broke down the Big 12 there. I kind of want to get outside the league real quick. Teams that we kind of think are dangerous, teams you wouldn't want to see. Mark, we already talked about Bam and Purdue, kind of teams you could see winning it all. Um, You guys have a team that you look at and say, man, that team can win a couple games and get to the second weekend that maybe nobody's talking about right now. I think right now one of the biggest ones is Marquette. I mean, you look at Marquette. I mean, they're doing pretty well within the Big East at this point. They've got some players on their team. I, they got the Kolek. They got Ocio. They've got a lot of good players. I think they've been dominating the Big East this season. So I don't see any reason why Marquette. They've been underrated, but now they're starting to get some recognition. They're up in the top ten in the standings. So yeah. I'm going Marquette Mark- as a little bit of a hey. Mark coming out the gates hot here, you know, and Fuego. Marquette is uh, kind of feasting on that league. I think. Do we think the Big East is overrated as a league right now, honestly? Uh, well, you have them and UConn are pretty much the only thing that the league really has right now. So, yeah, I could say that. But then you have to look down in the middle point of the league. It's well. The league just kind of cannibalizes itself throughout the year. And you've got the middle of the road teams like Xavier and 
Providence and St. John's that'll always kind of make a stir at this point in the season. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. But Marquette, I feel like, has shown themselves as the cream of the crop within the conference. Huh. I, I'm not thinking – yeah, I, I see where you're coming at, Mark. They shoot the ball well. Shock is a good coach. Yeah, in I mean, March. you got to love Shaka Smart, everything he does. I don't love havoc. him, but love some I don't havoc. love him at all. Well, I mean, you got to love some Havoc. <laughs> yeah, I liked him then, maybe. But now, I, yeah, I, I'm not a huge Shaka guy. <laughs> the Brillo pad Shaka was, was not a good look for him, I didn't think. Yeah, that was a little bit rough. I mean, and, and, he, and he lost the big game in the tournament, too, with, the, with that look. So, yeah. I mean, hey, who, uh, who do you got, Mike? Here's the kind of a team that you're looking at to win a couple games nobody's talking about. I said it as a joke, but I think Marshall's got enough talent to win the conference tournament. Mike, I love it, dude. I'm, no, you're uh, right. Avion Kinsey's a legitimate dude. He could be a late NBA draft pick. Yep. Way in through the free agency process. They had a steal and a freshman and hand logged in that's playing earlier than he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And they've got they've got the other guy, the other guard. You, you oh, the sheriff, Andy Taylor. Guy. And Taylor, so I mean, and and Dan Tony's teams they get hot. Now they they're it's not John Elmore, but I I, I think I think I look, they get hot, and I think I, it could happen. Well, twenty four six regular seasons, good mark. Let me let me tell you this. Yeah, I think they're going to win all three games this weekend in Pensacola. Uh, because Kinsey is a walking bucket, kind of was the player of the year in the league, like you said and is the go-to guy. When Marshall needs one, they're going to go to him. They lost Louisiana, um, who's the two-seed, who they will play hopefully Sunday night if they're able to get by more than likely Old Dominion on uh, on Saturday. Got to run that one back. Yeah, that'll be tough. But you know what the thing about it is? You get – I think it's a perfect scenario for Marshall. Then you get the revenge on Louisiana in a home court you know, situation. You're not going into their dome. It was a big game for them there. Whereas this is a neutral site game, championship game, you know, you, you take your chances first JMU or probably Southern Miss. Who knows what else could happen? I like them, and I'll tell you this too: they play more defense than people give them credit for. They've got size; they can go off the bench a little bit. Ob Kenneth uh, Chillin, kid out of Chapmanville, is a very tough defender, very athletic, very physical. Gets rebounds. They have a little more toughness than Marshall teams typically do. And a streaky assassin shooter in Camden Kerfman from the outside of transfer from VMI. Marshall's a real team. I would not want to see them in my bracket. I really wouldn't. Did I take yours? <laughs> you did. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to – I'm not going to touch Marshall with a 10-foot pole because D'Antoni, uh, this season, like what you said, Blaine, I mean, he's put together a hell of a squad. And I think that they are definitely a good option for a, a first weekend upset special. Oh, absolutely! March Madness. They're CJ. probably the top one. CJ, CJ are you gonna are, are you gonna agree with this? You gonna, are you gonna take the jinx away right here right now? Come on! Uh, and that gets I mean, sidebarred, by the way. My part of it. Go, go, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I had said to you the other day, just you and I talking that I, you know, thought Marshall was in and, you know, had a, had a pretty good, you know, chance to, to, to turn some heads in the tournament. 
I, I'm going to give you a, a, another team here instead, though, <sighs> mainly just because I can't give Marshall a ton of love because that's just not in my nature. <laughs> um, They're a good team, though. They are. Somebody outside of kind of what we've talked about, and, and it's Iowa. Ooh, there we go. Okay. And there, the issues I have with them are the same one I have with Baylor. Is is defensively they're just they're not real good, but offensively, man, they can absolutely burn you. Uh, they if, if they get put in the right kind of they get seated almost kind of in the right kind of place, they could go on a little bit of a run here. Um, you know, Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight. Um, I, I would say easily if if they get seated right. I mean, right now I think they're projected somewhere around the seven line. You know, for me, I think that puts them in a real nice position to, to get to that second weekend and have a chance um, at an Elite Eight run just because of how good offensively they can be. CJ, um, I, I do my not want to see them. Just defensively, just like Baylor is, is they just can, – can they get stops when they absolutely got to have them? Oh, yeah. I'll go ahead. <laughs> uh, I will say this. You do not want to see them in our bracket for the Mountaineers, that's for sure. And the Fran oh. stare down – and what has happened since? Are you going to pick against Iowa in your bracket? <laughs> McCaffrey can look at you that way? No way, man. No way. Good Lord. I've seen Hugs look at Jim Burr that way plenty of times. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But he, did, he, did, he, uh, did he literally stand in front of him? <laughs> like, that was crazy. That was pretty hilarious. But I'll give you another uh, Big Ten school, and it's hard to say Big Ten right now for him that could be a sleeper Rutgers coming up I mean Rutgers seems like they've been playing the entire season a lot like West Virginia they've been winning some close games some big games (laughs) but then they've been losing just like ridiculous games like ah they should have beaten Indiana a couple weeks ago they lost bad to Nebraska back and uh, beat Penn State Knights so. have to win the Big Ten tourney, or they? Uh, I don't say they're locked in, but they're not locked they're in. Pro- no, but they got Minnesota and Northwestern, I think, coming up. So I'll tell you what, Northwestern's a, a solid little team. They are. And I mean, but don't get me wrong; and, I wouldn't mind playing them at all. And that's, Rutgers like, that's beat the beauty them. of what we are. And Rutgers beat them, and Rutgers beat Purdue too. Let's not forget that. So. Rutgers is a – they're a solid team that can upset some people coming into the tournament. Yeah, but I'll tell you this, Mark. The only reason I don't like them, like, they can't score. And, like, they're playing Missouri in the first game in this Joe Lenardi bracket that I am got up here. They're not going to – if they beat if they beat Missouri, then they got to probably play a, a Kansas-type team. I don't see Rutgers winning that. Do you see Rutgers beating the UCLA? I mean, maybe if they got Gonzaga, maybe. I think they're going out first Zagger, weekend this Saint year. Mary's. I, I like St. Mary's I, a lot more than I like Gonzaga. I do too, yeah. I agree with you there. But St. Mary's, I mean, they dropped the turd against Gonzaga the other day. But yeah, I still but like them in overall. The Zags building, I think they're more a complete team. Man, I wish, in the Zags building. I miss whooping up on Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> and what sport? Any sport or you want to just go overall? Oh. Right now we're talking hoops, but when, you know, That's right it. now we're talking hoops. Take a Rutgers game right now. Does, <laughs> does anybody like Creighton as a sleeper? No, that guy graduated a while ago. McDermott, he's out. 
I mean, they're somewhere they're kind of tough. In, somewhere in Middle America. His dad, on Rothstein would say. I think his dad left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. No, his, his dad's still there. Greg is he? still the coach. Yeah. Um, I it's, think it's crazy Cr- though when you. Creighton's going to be a lock, but I think they're still the fifth best team in the Big East. Mm-hmm. I think Big East oh. is going to get five teams in: Marquette, get, get Xavier. You're going to get UConn. Providence, and then Creighton's going to be number five. There's number five between all five of those. Mark, you you're still a Big East diehard over here, buddy. Dude, <laughs> you never left, dude. I never left. I mean, <laughs> a part of my soul still is on that court singing "Country Roads" in 2010, and a part of my liver is still left somewhere along Fifth Avenue in that bar, Harrington's. <laughs> After we won the Big East tournament back in 2010, man, the Big East was great. You know, though, I feel the opposite of you, Mark. Like now, the Big East for me—I I mean, it's occasional peak, but it's not even in the Garden anymore. Or is yeah. it still in the Garden? Did it come back? No, it's it's in still Brooklyn. in the Garden. Yeah. I thought it was okay. in Brooklyn. I thought no, it was in Brooklyn ACC. too for a minute. Like, the ACC's in Brooklyn now. Yeah, well, they, they switched it back to, to the stay- Garden. Yeah, okay, they switched it back. That's good. That's a step up for the Big East in terms of that. Like, leaving the Garden was a terrible decision. And if they didn't, that's on us for not knowing and messing that up. So, yeah, apologize in advance. Yeah, but that, I, I don't just, know, dude. Yeah. I I can't I, – I, I don't like the Big East anymore, man. It's on Fox, not ESPN. They took away Gus. It's just – I don't know, man. I just – I don't love it. I don't love but it. But they, they still have John Tesh. Entering every song, every game. I do love Round Ball Rock. That That's is all you got to ask. I'll, I'll, just give me that, and then I, I switch it over to something. Butler's down. Yeah, Butler is down. But Chris Pullman's about to get fired, so he's probably... You lose Brad Stevens, I mean... All right, Thad Mon is the guy who started it all, and he's back, so give him some time. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I mean... Hey, so, I mean, we all kind of named a team here. Do we have a team that we kind of think is going out early of of the big dogs? Like, which team do you kind of look at on that one-two line, you're like, I see them losing? Hmm. Purdue, because they've done it before. I was thinking Purdue myself, too. Uh, Purdue does it habitually. Virginia. I was thinking maybe UCLA, too. Oh, um, I disagree with that, Mark, big time on UCLA. I think Virginia is the yeah. team, though, because, like, man, they've really struggled to score. Like, Virginia is that, Virginia's that girl that just, like, I don't know, man, you just you can't trust her. And, like, you start dating her, and she's pretty, and then – you just can't trust her. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm, like well, 33% or something. It was terrible. It was terrible. I mean, yeah, Virginia just goes cold. McNeely is just – you just – you can't trust the Cavs, man. I, I just – they had a special group when they won it. They had a, the same group was motivated better. by losing to a 16, okay? They were motivated. McNeely's the thing, 
He's outplayed Brandon Napper for sure. Hmm. But Probably thing- kneeling for sure. For yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. But I'll do with UCLA. <clears throat> I don't believe that they've really earned their top five seeding. I mean, yes, they beat up against Pac-12, but they haven't really beat up against Pac-12. They've been scoring about average in terms of points per game throughout the entire season, and they've barely squeaked by a few kind of no names like Colorado and Washington. Okay, Uh, You know what, Mark? I agree with you on that, man. That's a good point. So I'm just not sold on – I'm just not sold on Pac-12 in its entirety to begin with, but except for Arizona. I think Arizona's a good team. I think Arizona could do a lot. But Hmm. UCLA, I think they're going to be ripe for the picking, at least in the first weekend. Mark, crazily enough, I trust Arizona more than I trust – or excuse me, I trust UCLA more than I trust Arizona. Well, see, that's where we differ on that one. (laughs) Defensive issues for me with Arizona. All right, my question is West Virginia gets in, you avoid the playing scenario. You're like an 11 seed. How far is West Virginia? Are the Mountaineers a threat to upset somebody? Absolutely. I think so. 100%. Any Big 12 team is a threat, really. That's all you can say. Yeah. Especially agreed. West Virginia. You we've both we've all seen West Virginia throughout the entire season. I mean, they can be streaky, they can be gritty at times, like Blaine, you said the best against Iowa State, but I mean you just never know with the Big Twelve. If uh, what was the latest bracketology? They have a Tennessee currently. Yeah. They had West Virginia 10, I think the first round playing, game was... Playing Maryland as a 7. Maryland got whooped by Ohio State tonight. Line that yeah. game up and we'll play that right now. Give me that one, yeah. Scott Van Pelt, he can have a hell of a night on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it, he, you know, it, it would be drowning the stars at Bentley's. Um, UCLA, <laughs> UCLA is the 2 in that with Youngstown the 15. So you get Calhoun in there. Oh, yeah. Give me some Calhoun. <laughs> yeah. And a Mick. That'd be an interesting bracket. I hate like to see UCLA in the bracket. Youngstown State. Youngstown State's a good team. I mean, I've seen a little bit of them so far this season. I like what Calhoun, he's taken some of Hugs' principles. He's built off of it. And he's working in Ben Asher, uh, former Hugs uh, graduate assistant, who's now with them. He was at Rutgers previously. They're putting together a lot of similar things that West Virginia had been doing before Press Virginia during the Final Four run that Calhoun mm-hmm. was there. And I like what Youngstown State can be building, and they could make a little bit of a noise. I don't know if they're going to upset anybody, but they're going to well, make hey, noise. You never know. If they get in, they get the right matchup. Maybe they play a good game against Virginia. They don't shoot. They shoot They shoot well against Virginia yeah. in that game. For sure. I mean, like, I, I want to ask this question real quick to you guys in terms of West Virginia against these teams. Do you like us beating Tennessee, yes or no? Yeah, I, because here's the thing, I and mean, it's never happened, but it could. Everybody plays well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's starting to happen a little more. It is. It is. Yeah, I think it could. And then I mean, also I, you do – well, here's the other thing you have to factor in today. Tennessee, you know, their point guard Ziggler, torn ACL, he's done for the year. Um, ooh, that's a big blow for them. And they yeah. struggle to score anyway. 
yeah, yeah. So that that that's a huge blow for them and i think that comes at the you know obviously an injury is never good but i mean you get one this time of the year um you know that's for them for a team that struggles to score and he with times was kind of their offense that that's that's a big loss oh big time like but, hey but let, they, i'll line up against kentucky right now and play but another ten, team tennessee though uh they stepped up the last oh. couple games though uh, yeah. offensively I mean, they got 85 against South Carolina, shut them down defensively, 40-point South Carolina, win. Mark. I know, it's South, South Carolina, Carolina, but still, um, Texas A&M, they came close on that one. But Arkansas, mm-hmm. they scored 75 on Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Bell is gigantic, but dear Kentucky think if he went one-on-one with Sheebway, I don't know about that, man. I kind of like that matchup. Oroconquo, but Chibwe's stronger and a little bit taller and longer. And they lost to Vanderbilt tonight, Mike, at home. Skilled. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about our defense down low against Chibwe. Yeah, but I think we got guys just as good as Vanderbilt has to play defense against them. College basketball's wonky. It doesn't always work that way. Oh, dude, you've been around CJ too long using that word. That, that's, the be- that's the beautiful thing it's about good. college basketball, though. Yeah. College I would back. not want to play Indiana. I'll say that. Indiana, pretty tough. Yeah, would not want to play them. Uh, trying to think some other good ones. Uh, I already, I, I would, already mentioned St. Mary's. St. Mary's Duke, I think, can be the uh, class of the Pacific Coast. If, not only the the West Coast Conference, just the Pacific Coast in general. I think St. Mary's is going to go at least the Sweet Sixteen. I could see it, Mark. I mean, the bracket they have them in here is VCU, Virginia, and Hofstra. Could easily see them coming out of that. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you another team to watch out for. If they win the MAC, Toledo, man, they've got some sharpshooters and they can make what? some shots. I could see them winning a the game. The Rockets. Yeah. Could see that. So, so let's. Uh, hey. oh, go ahead. Go uh, ahead, Mark. Go ahead. I was going to change the subject, though. But oh <laughs> I was gonna say, man, I mean we've we've pretty much hit hit the gambit in terms of teams. I, yeah, you changed the subject. I was I was pretty much re- ready to get to the, the draft I, here. I was ready to do the elephant in the room. Okay. The one that we don't really want to discuss. Pitt. What's Line them up. Let's go. Right now. Line them up. We'll play them again. Yeah. What they lost think? to Notre Dame tonight. I'm ready. Yeah. Beat them twice. We smashed them but the first I mean, time. Well, we smashed them. You guys yeah. make that much of a difference. Let's go. West Play Virginia smashed them, but they really improved throughout the entire season, though. Capel's yeah. actually – I think he finally has his guys going. I think Pitt could be a little bit dangerous and a little bit sneaky, but I think we could – we've already matched up well against them. But All other right. teams, I don't know. They could be sneaky. Yeah, I, I'm picking against Pitt first round for sure. You can you can book at. No, I pick against Pitt in anything, <laughs> except for maybe polio vaccines. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> oh my! Um, well, so guys, kind of want to close up the shop tonight um, with a little draft. Okay. Top mm-hmm. top tournament wins. All time, 
Um, and this can be not only just West Virginia. This can be just your top tournament wins, your most memorable tournament wins that you can remember. Conference or big court. dance? Uh, you know what, CJ? I'm totally fine, I think, with going with both. Okay. Tis the season, right? You know? <clears throat> so uh, how, how do we want to get the honors here going tonight? Does somebody want to take the first pick? Does anybody just have one that pops out that they have to talk about immediately? If we're if we're doing uh, if we're doing conference, my first one is obviously already mentioned it, the Big East Championship against Georgetown, two thousand ten. That was one of that was the coolest. Um, I've been to all the BCS bowls that West Virginia's been to. I've been to many great West Virginia football games and basketball games, but that was the single greatest, most satisfying victory I've ever had as a West Virginia fan. Yeah, that that, that I think it's tough to do that one. I, I, no, I, no more words needed for that one, Mark. Yeah, That's, I, that is yeah. true. I mean, it was beautiful that day. I, I'm going to go second here, and I'm going to give a, a game that wasn't even West Virginia. 2009 Big East cha- Big East quarterfinal, UConn Syracuse six overtimes. Mm, cool. Watch that from literal start to finish. I think tipped off at like eight o'clock. Ended at like three a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> not um, not exactly exaggerating. Close. Yeah, um, but that was just a fantastic game to watch. Those two teams just—I mean, guys literally just have to like drag themselves off the floor to the benches at the end of like four and five overtimes. Um, just the, and, and the, the, shot and the level of in play that game too. Yeah. The, yeah. the shot making and level of play, even as you got late into that thing, you'd expect it to dwindle and, and guys just continued to find to dig deep and hit huge shots. That, that was to mm-hmm. me, one of the all time classics. Pretty much made Devendorf uh, a legend in that program. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it really did uh mike if, if you want i'll give you three but I, i'm ready to go if not well, go ahead go ahead okay but i'm gonna have to say the the regional final uh for the mountaineers with kentucky i mean that was just a, a game that will always be ingrained in my memory beating the uh so to speak all-star squad of Kentucky that year with John Wall, uh, Pat Patterson, Marcus, you know Pat Patterson, uh, Demarcus Cousins. I mean that, that you know that was a, a Kentucky team that was next level type team, and, and the Mountaineers found a way and, and made all the barrage of threes in the first half of that game with Butler just going getting unconscious, Joe Missoula taking it to to John Wall. And then Jay Flo doing doing the John Wall dance uh, in the celebration. I mean, <laughs> just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And uh, I have to go with that being my being my first pick. So uh, okay, that thing was. And you know what, hugs kind of one of hugs is probably a moment that got him to the Hall of Fame. You know, taking us to the Final Four in 2010. So Absolutely, yeah. got to go with that. Uh, mine, it, it's. Uh... The first one that came to mind when you brought it up was Sosa's travel a couple of years before we won it. <laughs> Against Louisville. Lost. Yes. Won. Louisville freaking beat us. Uh, I used to hate playing them. 
but that we should have won that game. God, that freaking uh, that elite eight game, guys. Oh no, he's talking about the one. I know, I know. Mark I just, the he, oh, you you're just, just okay. I've got you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. That was because at halftime, me and my mom, we were looking up tickets to uh, the final four. And... Oh, Mark, you can't do that. You have to wait till it's over. Yeah, I'm stupid. Stupid me. <laughs> hey, you learn. You learn from your mistakes. Exactly. You know? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, Mike, you go ahead, buddy. Is that your pick, or do you, you got another one? Yeah, Sosa's my pick. Um, as far as another tournament game, I'm going to go with Archidiaconode, knocking it down for the Natty. Mm. Big one. Oh, oh yeah. Archidiaconode, two Reynolds for the win. Nova over. Okay. Damn. Yeah. That's a... that, that was going to be my pick on the next one, too. You big, know, um, big shot, just a big shot by Reynolds. Yes. Oh, that was perfect. Yeah, and that and that kind of cemented Jay Wright's legacy. Oh, for sure. Uh, I will. I'll go ahead here with my the next pick here, second rounder. Man, I don't know why this one sticks out in my memory so much, but it it always yeah. has, and I think it was when it cemented uh, and kind of formed in my mind that. Uh, I, I enjoyed the basketball March Madness pool so much when uh, my dad picked Arizona over Kentucky back in, like, 1996 when the Wildcats took out the Wildcats. Ludolph. And uh, Mike, yeah, Mike Bibby was in college for Arizona, Jason Terry, and they beat Kentucky with Rick Pitino and, and uh, won the Natty as a four seed that year. Uh, not who my dad picked to win at all, but he was in the final and they both, you know, had to pick a team to win it. And he picked Arizona and they were the dog and they won it. And it was like, man, that was, that was awesome. So that, you know, and that's what makes March so special, man. Yeah. The bracket pool challenges. So I'll go with that as my second pick. Okay. Well, I guess if I'm going with my second, um, I'm going to, you probably remember that vividly, don't you? I, I, I do. I do remember that one. The old timer. The old timer. I had to, I had to ask him. Was my account pretty good at such a yeah. young age? Your your account was very good. I'm very impressed with your memory. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that, sir. All right. All right. I still got it. All right, Mark. What, what's your next pick, brother? I'll just do – okay, I'll do a two-parter here. So I'm going to just flip up the script here. One West Virginia, <laughs> one non-West Virginia. Okay, I like that. I like okay. that. West Virginia – 2006 Wake Forest second round uh, you, you tournament. Dirty Chris dog. Paul. Yep, great one, great one. Good lord, I I was at the state basketball tournament with my dad. We were second to top floor at the Marriott watching that game, and my dad said, "I need a damn drink." We went to the elevator, and every other floor going down, there were best, at least two or three guys coming on the elevator. I need a damn drink. On the way down after that game, but Gansey shutting down Chris Paul that way he did, and the way the Mountaineers were able to pull that off, that was just an amazing time. And on the flip side, uh, 2010, the game that West Virginia could have been in, Butler Duke, the almost yep. hail mary from Butler. On half court at the very end, Butler just playing Duke, playing lights out. I mean, they were doing great with uh, Howard and Hayward. So, uh, 
that was just a hell of a game. I'll never forget. Hayward that. shot it, right? Yeah, Hayward shot it. Yeah, yeah. So that was just so close to being one of the most memorable moments in college basketball history. It's a good game too. And Duke Great and Zubac was all over the boards. Yeah, Mark, you're right. The, the what yeah, if could have game. One. Yeah, I, it was tough to watch that. I remember, but it was a good one. Yeah, I sold my tickets for that game and then left Indianapolis the next day after yeah. West Virginia lost. Yeah, <laughs> tough. Yeah. Okay, I, I I will give you guys one here, and, and I was thinking about where to go, and then Blaine, you mentioned you know doing brackets against people, and um, <laughs> my dad and I used to do one every year, just me and him, and the sheet of I, integrity, CJ, the sheet of integrity, and I think it was like my our second year doing it, or third year in a row doing it, and we went into the title game tied, winner takes all, nineteen ninety nine Duke UConn. Oh, what a mm. game. He took Duke, I took UConn, and nice. I looked at him before the game started, and I said, you go down tonight, old man. <laughs> and, Hamilton, call yes, your shot, and, CJ. Yeah, and, you know, like Khalid Alameda at the at the top of the, top of the broadcast, we're going to shock the world. And that game just from start, I mean, both teams absolutely loaded, but it was just a – one of the true classic title games. Sometimes you get in these title games and it's a team that's absolutely spent. Neither team looks real good. We've unfortunately had some of those, but this one was, you know, two very high level skilled teams just going at it for 40 minutes. And um, just to me, one of the better title games that I've seen in recent memory. Uh, it was a, well, CJ, unfortunately, it's not that recent anymore. Well, no, not that recent, but I mean, <laughs> you know, from, 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 you know, the, the, the Pete there at Tropicana Field oh. was just a, <laughs> well, it was, it was a fun one to watch. It was, that was, and you know, what's funny though, I, I can remember, I remember it pretty well, the, the whole, the whole, uh, Yukon kind of Calhoun getting his first and it was a big deal. And I will say as a kid, it was a little streak. I was on picked Yukon. Michigan State and Maryland all to win the Natties the year they won it. I feel like I was like a Nostradamus or something. <laughs> okay. CJ, you're back up. Oh, we're not home. it's Mark. We'll Never mind. Mark. I struggle. I okay. struggle sometimes with this. If we're if I'm going to do uh, the same thing, I'm doing uh, one West Virginia, one non-West Virginia. So the West Virginia. Uh, 1998, second round, Jared West buzzer beater against Bob Huggins in Cincinnati. I mean, 75 uh, That's another great one. Over in Boise, not on the blue turf, but on the blue court. So that was just a great moment. I'll never forget Gail Catlett and his Snoopy tie and his tight leather jacket he always wore. Just <laughs> celebrating. That was it a, wasn't. And his was celebration great. was great, though, too. I mean, he just kind of jumped up in the air and, like, oh, almost, yeah. like, touched his shoes. And, you know, the, and the significance of Catlin was Cincinnati, too. Exactly, know, yeah. That, game, I mean, that, and that the was, significance that was the, with Huggins and West Virginia, too, before yep, Huggins yep. even came to West Virginia. I mean, yep. it was such a great story all in all. Owen Soham, Pledger. Yes. That was the best West Virginia basketball team growing up that I – had memories of because the other ones it was just kind of rough. Yeah, it, it was rough a lot. But all and the non-West Virginia one I'll have 
just for the history's sake, 2018, UMBC upsetting UVA in the tournament. So, Martin, over one. Let me tell you real quick. My sister was in the building for that game. Really? Huh. Still have the uh, UMBC media guy, which wasn't even a media guy. It was a essentially a, a, a pamphlet printed out in perforated <laughs> kind of staples. Yeah. Compared to everyone else had the binders and the big books and stuff. UMBC just essentially printed it out for them and had it there. The retrievers <laughs> found a way. Had a woman at the office pool, CJ, you, you'll remember, front office girl, Tiana, picked, oh, picked yeah. it right. Remember that? Yeah. Bailed us out on Marshall that year, which is going to be my <laughs> pick, beating Wichita State in that game. Elmore and uh, CJ Burks and the boys found a way to get the herd the win over Fred Van Fleet and the Shocker setting up the second round game with the Mountaineers, and we had to play it all the way out in California. I almost drove down to that one. I was in I was in Idaho at the time. New new folks that actually did do that they go every year um, as an anniversary type thing to an NCAA tournament game. They were in I believe Columbus or Pittsburgh, and they're like Mountaineers and Marshall are playing. We're selling our tickets to this and we're flying out there, and they did. <laughs> good people, well, good people they are. So I I just kept thinking the entire time though because I was looking at the schedule whenever it came out. And I was like, okay, West Virginia, Marshall, San Diego. That'd be on a, what was that, on a Monday. And Sunday night, Mark. Sunday night. Uh, Saturday, it was NASCAR in Los Angeles in Fontana. So I was like, okay, if I get off work in Idaho. That's a weekend right there. Yeah, I can make it down if I just drive through the night, just snort Adderall or take all as many five-hour energies as humanly possible <laughs> and make them both. But then I remembered, why the hell would I drive 14 hours to see a game that I've spent my entire life driving one hour to see every year? <laughs> <laughs> but but it was, the, it was in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. <laughs> that was huge. Yeah. <laughs> CJ? But- you're up. You're up. I mean, I could go Mark route and take two picks and say that Marshall WVU game would be my next game. Yeah, but I won't do that. I'll I'll go ahead and let I, you pick next. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna kind of continue my streak here of of little older ones. Um, but 2005, the Garden point two on the clock, Gansey for two at the line mm. to beat Nova <laughs> and go to the Big East title game. Oh, that's a good one. That's a real good one. Yeah. Mike, what do you got? So, CJ, you were talking about you, you had like a bracket with your dad. That reminded me of mine. Um, we had like a family pool for picking where you went to dinner when I was super young. I can't remember. Probably still in grade school. And that fucking douchebag Mario. <laughs> <was something>. <laughs> <laughs> My dad took Kansas and we went up. We went. Somewhere that I was, I'm sure, is still pretty good. But I, I, I remember being upset about it. Want <laughs> <laughs> to go? And I wanted to get like Hussin's Pizza. I think you wanted Taste of Asia, which is a good spot. But I mean, yeah, you know, I was like 11, so I was I wasn't thinking like thinking that way. I always thought Mario Chalmers was was the unsung hero on those Heat teams. 
he, he didn't get enough credit for being the point guard in those early years before those guys figured out their roles. But he had a he had a big shot there. He, he made big shots. He did. <laughs> that was kind of Kansas' first, you know, championship in a long while. I remember watching that in the yeah. dorm room in college, and oh yeah, we yeah. were just shocked by it. <laughs> Cal Pari couldn't get it done. Oh Cal, Mike, I think, make think you're up. Yeah, that's true, Mike. I think you're up for another one there, buddy. Another one. Oh, another. I think, I think we skipped you there for a while. I'm, I, I, <laughs> we're just going. I kind of forgot there, we're man. Just having fun with this. Who cares about the draft order? <laughs> I, 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 we, I think we've gotten to. Four, we're getting close to four. But yeah, keep rolling with it. That's right. Okay, this, this, this is my fourth. So, I um, I mean, the tournament. I really love the tournament. There's plenty to choose from. It really is. Do uh, you guys remember the George Mason buzzer beater? Yeah, oh. I was. Damn, I was gonna pick that one. Ah, <laughs> that one. That was crazy. Good. Well, hell of a run from George Mason. Yeah, Mark, pop back in there. Uh, well, I'll do. Uh, <laughs> I'll do my two other, picks. It gets harder to my pick other two. I'll, Yeah, it's getting harder. <laughs> I'll do my other two. Ali Perukmanesh. That's I'm gonna say on one of them. <laughs> I like that. Northern yeah. Iowa over. Kansas. Always got to break down. Like bring out an Ali Perukmanesh. And the other one with WVU, uh, the 2008 Duke game, seventeen versus two, huge game in DC. I'll never forget being there at that game. That was just one hell of an environment. West Virginia fans just dominated the stadium. The Duke crowd, yeah. yeah, the Duke crowd shut them up. Yep, and and man, just the the screen heard around the world by Cam Thurman. Oh yeah. <laughs> my, yeah, that, that my, was such a great game. Yeah, my old he just face planted Henderson, I think it was. But my old beer pong teammate, Cam Thurman. That, that, that was a thing of beauty and kind of put the stamp on West Virginia basketball in the Bob Haggins era. I mean, let's, let's be real. Well, which yeah, one, given Cam's basketball shooting ability, I'm just curious like, who yeah. was better at throwing balls in cups, you or him? Surprisingly, okay, there's one time Thurman, he had a terrible shooting performance. It was, uh, I forget when it was. It was some random party in my house. And him and I were playing, and we were getting skunked. We were down to one cup. Oh, and, boy, nobody wants to see that. Yeah, and we were like, okay, nobody wants to run naked around the house. Yeah. And then Cam just lights it up and just knocks down six cups in a row. Oh, nice. And I think we lost. I forget who we lost to um, the night before. And Cam missed like a few free throws. I was like, where the fuck was that the night before? <laughs> yeah. But then Johnny West was also involved in our tournaments too. And he, he had to be, he was, the, he was the most accurate. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Blaine, you were at a couple of those parties. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw, I saw the stroke there. <laughs> couple of them had, you know, from from long range there at the uh, at the beer pong table. <laughs> um, I, I, CJ, I think you're up for your next pick there, buddy. <clears throat> yeah, let's keep the old school rolling. Why not? Ooh. 1998, the shot. Uh, Bryce what? Drew. Oh yeah, 
for Valpo beats Valpo. Ole Miss. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big one. And that was such a good one. And, and the play resonates forever. You know? Yeah. Okay. Very well done, CJ. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and name this one off here. I can't believe it's not been taken, but uh, championship game for Houston mm. and NC State when the Wolfpack I was, cut them down for Jimmy I was, V. That was going to be my next one, yeah. The Derek Wittenberg, we're, we're Lorenzo Charles deal there. Lorenzo Charles. That was a hell of a play. You, you certainly <laughs> had to watch it. Oh, did 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 I? I think so. Did any of us watch it? CJ, did you watch that? I know CJ did. <laughs> I've seen it on read. I might be old, but I ain't that damn old. When were you born? When were you born? You told me born 84. 84. Oh, wait. That was like an 84, wasn't it? Uh, It was 83. I think. Oh, 83, wow. 82, 83, I believe. Okay, never mind. None of us watched it. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you know. It's, I mean, a good I was, it's a good one. Okay, so in in the category of at least some of us watched it, and I'm still I'm still curious on, on CJ there, make it known <laughs> that he didn't watch it for sure. Uh, maybe we got to see some papers or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. J- um, July of '84. Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 a little older, but I ain't I ain't quite that old yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. So in, in the uh, in the division of everyone has seen it, games in the tournament. One one that always kind of uh, pop pops to mind for me. Is is that national championship with uh, with Michigan State beating Florida back in the day? If, being a West Virginian, you kind of remember the Brett Nelson run, Billy Donovan, and uh, they made that great run as a five seed that year yeah. uh, to to the championship. But then the Flintstones, an iconic team for Tom Izzo, the team Cleves, Maurice Peterson, they had three guys on the team from Flint, Michigan, and they found a way, and that was. You know, like I said earlier, picked him to win it. Also, another one I think you, I, I just pops into mind from that era too was was a Maryland Duke Final Four when Duke had pulled the huge comeback to come back and beat the Terps and then up winning the national championship the next night. I think didn't didn't Nathan Scott play for Maryland? <laughs> <laughs> I got I got to work it in, Blaine. Oh man, I got yeah, yeah, to I got to start to build up. I, I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready for it. Hey, UNC Wilmington might make the field. You never know. You know where, where they filmed that, that great show. You want to talk about one that I barely remember, probably, because I was only four years old, though. Chris Webber, Tom Out. Oh. That's all you got to say. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a rough one. Yeah. Both that Carolina that was too. a historic one, too. So, I mean, how can yeah, it you- was. Yeah, how can you allow the Fab Fives go down the way they did against UNC with Weber calling the timeout? And they made a 30 for 30 out of it. So that should tell you how big that one was. And he wasn't. Did they ever, though? Yeah. Well, he wouldn't. Hey, you know, another tournament game in, in a Final Four that resonates with me is the year Wisconsin 
ends up beating Kentucky and that great team that everyone thought had no chance of losing. And then Wisconsin comes back the next night and loses to Duke with all those freshmen. Okafor, Tyus Jones, you know, um, Grayson Allen went off in that game. And that was a phenomenal basketball game. Um, Still remember to this day. Yeah. That Final Four in general was great. I'll give you another title game. I was kind of forgotten about it, and then it just kind of dawned on me. Uh, 2003, Syracuse and Kansas. Hakeem yeah, like with the block in the corner to seal it for the Qs. Yeah, and, and Syracuse was a three seed that year. CJ, I thought I was back on Nostradamus status when I had that one as well. So, you know, as a young kid. Dude, Mello was so big in that. And that was kind of when the legend of Mello started. You know, I don't think he ever – I think he peaked there, quite frankly, with Bayheim. And that was their only title ever. It's crazy that that's their only title. That's the biggest thing, too. Because Syracuse, you just think Jim Bayheim, you think success really there with Syracuse. You think 2 3 zone and whatnot. But it's amazing to think that's their only title. One more than Bob Huggins. Oh. Uh, well, we can also say that. Kevin Ollie has a NCAA championship, unfortunately, too. He's a freak coach. He did what he had. What? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's he did. hard for hugs, too, because, I mean, the the Kenyon Martin injury, I mean, probably kept him from winning his first one. Yeah. yeah maybe you make a late run with Deshaun. You never know. Hey, you know what else? Mm. You never know what might happen. There's still yeah. a lot of basketball to be played. That's another, right. another good one that we remember – that we can remember was 94 Arkansas over Duke, 40 minutes of hell. Nolan Richardson. Mm. They just tore apart Duke there at the very end. So hmm. I, I love that. Ar- that I love that Arkansas team. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a really good Arkansas team, man. That was, that, that press was definitely. Yeah. That was the that was the true forty minutes of hell. I mean, Darnell Robinson. That's who I was trying to think of. Yeah, and, and Willie Slick Willie uh, Clinton himself was playing sax for him. Yeah, Bill Clinton was in the stands for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Noel awesome. Richardson, very underrated coach. Yeah, he he had some really good teams. Uh, they're they're with the Wu Pig Suey down there in Fayetteville. Man, anybody else have any other games before we? close this shop up here um the tournament is is the freaking best i mean i can think it's loaded man it's awesome it, when the when we when west virginia beat duke that was awesome uh, it was but then a lot of agony i mean a lot of heartbreak the, the uh, day- like the texas loss like we didn't you know no one brought that up i mean somebody could have been like that was a phenomenal shot and it was so, so- a, a paulino so many games that West Virginia just should have had, like the year, the year that we lost to Dayton or SF. Oh God, yeah. Or the year we lost to uh, South Dakota State. Is that the year we? How about that, the year we lost to Sam Houston State? I think it was. Even oh. yeah. So hold on, hold on, hold on. guys. I I think. Even I'm, sh- I'm not sure. I think we messed up on both teams that we threw out there that we lost to. <laughs> it's the one I it was, said. Yeah, F- Stephen F. Austin for sure. Stephen F. Austin, not Sam. That's Houston. it. Stephen F. Yeah. Austin. Yeah. 
Thomas walk up in the lumberjack, I, man. I don't exactly remember my Texas history on who was famous <laughs> in the Alamo. Right. The dude, the dude looked like a lumberjack. That's what made it so yeah. ridiculous. That was, was tough. That was a rough game. That was him from Glory Road, Texas. <laughs> well, then we yeah. also have some good ones too. I mean, well, this ain't exactly a tournament, but well, it is a tournament. Uh, Darius Nichols on uh, the three pointer. In the semifinals of the NIT against the Mississippi State, see, Mark, we didn't want to get in the three-letter tournament, but because it's Darius, we'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. Darius, friend of the program. WVU couldn't get him to WVU to replace Huggins. (laughs) You have to. uh, I think a DUI is a prerequisite to get a head coaching job in basketball at WVU. I think. Catlett even had one. But the Dude, other, no way Beeline had one. And Beeline didn't have one. I never saw Beeline even sip a drink. Chris Beard is the other name being thrown around. Yeah, I've heard Beard too. So, I mean, is it is it that big of a deal if you put them side by side? Yeah. You got Calhoun. He should have gotten plenty of DUIs. You, you, you don't think Beard's ever jumped behind the wheel after three? <laughs> I like the way you put that one. <laughs> I don't know, but but then, oh, but he's got a, he's got a lot to live up to because I think Hugs lives his life at point oh eight. My goodness! And the, the way he's been doing the substitutions this year looks like... <laughs> okay. This way he's been doing substitutions, he might be up to point one oh. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Okay, that this part ain't gonna make it to the final cut. No, no, no! But I wish it did. I actually kind of wish all of it would, because <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, who knows? I will say, fellas, I like our chances. We've played the best of the best. There's no reason to think we can't can't find a way. Um, let's find a way to beat Kansas State this weekend. And uh, enjoy the uh, enjoy the basketball. Beware the eyes of March. Come next time, y'all. Take it easy. Mm-hmm.